0: Greetings everyone and welcome to this episode of Recruitment in the Modern World. Now at FJ Wilson Talent Services we're obviously interested in recruitment practices and we have indeed published episodes about how we've tried to revise and refine our own practices for recruiting staff to our own company. But we're always uh, fascinated to find out what other employers are doing and how they think through their recruitment practices. And in particular, we love the whole idea of reflective learning, where employers actually revisit their recruitment practices and think of ways of uh, developing them and improving them further. And to discuss this topic, which I think is really at the heart of recruitment in the modern world, I'm delighted to say that we have a special guest today, who's Afra Kasim. Who is the founder and the chief executive officer of Severea UK? So, welcome, Afra.
1: Thank you. Thank you for inviting me.
0: No, it's a real, real pleasure. Um, I know you know our managing director, yes. Fiona Wilson, and when we were just discussing plans for podcasts, she said you have to interview Afra. <laughs> so, so, so I, so I'm looking forward to it. I'm really looking forward to it. Um, before we get into the detail of the recruitment practices that you use uh, some of our listeners will know your organizations the very uk some won't and i think it just helped to give a bit of context so that people can appreciate um your 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 thinking on recruitment be useful just to give a bit of context about the organization what it does what what kind of organization it is
1: of course. Um, Severe UK's vision is to end based abuse and harmful practices. Um, and we do that a number of ways um, around providing one-to-one direct intervention, which will mm-hmm. include advocacy, um, trauma, emotional and practical intervention. But we also mm-hmm. campaign and raise awareness. And that's through campaigning and engagement um, mm-hmm. to within school and universities and colleges. Uh, to young people but also in terms of equipping professionals with the right tool and skills to help them recognize and sign Mm -hmm. recognizing the -hmm. the signs of honor-based abuse and harmful practices but also trying to break that stigma between stereotyping and using honor-based abuse as part of cultural and traditional Mm -hmm. practices but what we're saying is those practices as part of a um, human rights uh, violation and nothing to do right. with cultures so we need to really campaign and raise the awareness and, and ensure that culture is beautiful and we should celebrate it Yeah, and sh- we should kind of separate those two areas where, yes. where culture is used to justify harmful practices um, so, so we engage with communities mm. we engage with professional, we engage with young people but then we also support those who are at risk and come to us um, to mm. work with with them directly and provide that one-to-one mm. intervention.
0: Thank you. So, I mean, it's important work, but it's also a massive task and I think a complex task, which makes me think that um, managing to recruit the staff who can deal with that uh, and make inroads to it is is going to be quite a challenging thing to do. Now, we're going to discuss ways in which you've um, improved your recruitment practice, but could I ask you first of all just to tell us what was the situation originally? what was the starting point um you know how did, how did you used to do things?
1: so I think when we started it's very traditional as you know you advertise people complete an application forms and then they send yep. them and stuff um and I think you know with with myself and how I kind of set up the organization we really want one of um there is that we really want to continue improving want to continue develop especially kind of more using you know moving on with, with the changes in, in, in life and how things are so yeah. uh, but also yeah. wanted to really uh, ensure um, the expectation of the organization what we required from those who come yeah. and be part of the organization and, and as a result, I think at the beginning, with um, some people when they come and get involved with the organization, they see the expectation may be different to what we expected. Um, so we went to it really improve mm. that areas and mm. bring the people who really understand how charitable are working. Particularly charitable organization with a very small team, but with a very huge big right. vision, <laughs> uh, and and sometimes one pe- one staff member can hold a number of of areas just because we are a very small team and we have to work really well yes. together to achieve a our, yes. our vision. So that's that's probably the reason we wanted to yes. to ensure that people who come really understand um yes. what severe UK is.
0: Yes, thank you. So uh, just to clear just to be clear on the steps you originally you were advertising what in a newspaper or online or, 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 or... through
1: through uh, through our um, normal link uh, li- uh, connection. So it's like through website yeah. through yes the like the likes of Indeed, likes of our um, kind of yeah, l- links and connection that we do. So it wasn't yeah, yeah it wasn't. Uh, it's only where where it's free because we're not able to kind yes. of afford to go to a, a, a places where you 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 require payment as well yes
0: yes well i think i think the guardian need lots of money but it doesn't mean we have to give them lots of money so um so so then what then what the prospective candidates had to do what a, a letter and and a cv and an application form or, or you mentioned application forms earlier.
1: no just an application obliga- in yeah the first time it was just an application uh, yeah. that they do yes. and that's how we recruited yeah they didn't do yeah. anything i again. see
0: yeah i see and then, so what was the catalyst for change? I mean, what was the thing that made you think, actually, we need to do something different?
1: I think, as as mentioned, because we always wanted to improve our our, our area of recruitment, mm. wanted to develop ways of but we also felt that um, because of some of the challenges that we faced when previously recruited, we're thinking, okay, shall we move to how now people use more of their CV? So we ju- and then yep. also, as, as, as you mentioned earlier, my conversation with Fio- Fiona about recruitment to how it is, and then we kind of thought, okay, I'll, I'll give this a go. Um, So then just in our last recruitment, we decided to move away from the application. Yes. And require a CV with a detailed covering letter yes. to explain why they're interested in the po- in the post and and what what how would they benefit the organisation, but also yeah. how they'll benefit themselves. So that gives us a really clear indication yeah. reading those covering letters and seeing their CV of what their experience and what well, how 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 they come rather than than just answering a question. Yes.
0: Yes. It's interesting. It seems to me there's a strong sort of emphasis on two-way communication that you want to find out about the candidate. So you also want to make sure they know who you are and what they're applying for. Yeah. And um, I think uh, your experience resonates to some extent with our own experience. We we found that requiring an application form straight away was restricting the number of applicants. Yeah. And so we actually dropped that and said – send us a cv and then we said we'll send you an application form in return and the really strange thing is you get the cv you send the application form and then they fill it in but they wouldn't do it um to start with it's a it's a curious curious thing okay so thank you very much so that explains the kind of catalyst so what it what exactly you've you've already to some extent answered this question but so so
1: what what
0: precise changes did you introduce what what the biggest changes how would you summarize those?
1: So definitely what we did is we moved away from applications and then mm. and then mm. uh, introduced the, the CV and the covering letters. I think that's the yeah. kind of our biggest biggest changes at the moment. Whereas before yes. we, we didn't, anybody used to send us a CV, we were like, no, 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 we don't want a CV, we want an application. Whereas now yes. it's very different.
0: Yes, yes. There are definitely some people out there where you're going to get the CV whether you ask for it or not, I so, <laughs> yeah. so, um do you make any stipulations or suggestions about what should be in the cover letter and do you make any stipulations about you know how long the cv should be or what should be in it or do you just leave that to the candidates
1: at the moment we haven't really thought of that as much but it's it's something Mm. that it kind of made me a bit curious because after listening to a session yourself and Fiona did um, Mm. a, a, a month ago or so and I think it's really it's really good to kind of see what's what we need to have in the in a, in the CV, mm. but in the covering letter, what we uh, express and ask is them to outline how they be doing the job, looking at the job description and what their interest in 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 coming mm. to the organisation. I think that's that's our kind of um, mm. interest yeah. in it. Yeah.
0: Now I should say to listeners, I hadn't paid Afra to mention our webinar on CVs. There's no product placement on recruitment in the modern world. But since you have kindly mentioned it, I will say to listeners, we regularly offer a webinar on how to to write and develop your CV. So thank you. You've explained clearly the reason for making changes and what those changes were. So what effects have you noticed? What, what What's what's changed or improved as a result of these? I
1: think it, 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 it actually helped us when we were shortlisting mm-hmm. because it was quite easily and clear from the CV what their experience or what their qualification is, what training they have to do uh, but also in the cover letters kind of give us a very clear indication of their um the experience the working experience that they have kind of done their interest um and give us that kind of um their understanding of the organization and what, what what they're going to bring into the organization, that was quite clear, whereas I think mm-hmm. it wasn't the Good. application was more just asking that question or answering that question. So, it, yes. yeah. Yes. So I think that's that's kind of uh, and give us the the clear in term of that. Um, so yeah,
0: yes. I suppose the fact you leave it fairly unstructured in terms of what you want from them yeah. means that you can tell a lot from them by what they choose to choose to tell you, and I I guess you just get more of a sense of the the voice and the yeah, personality. I think thing.
1: so, and also what. Um, in our last recruitment, that is just we were are uh, done. Is we also included the um, the organization's mission and and vision mm. and values as well. Uh, whereas before we didn't, so we we thought it's really important that they understand what the the cultural values for the organization and and how we operate. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, and that has the great advantage that even if they don't get the job, or even if they don't even apply for the job, yeah. they still you manage to tell someone, and they might tell other people as well. So, yeah. um, what about the future? I mean, I mean, do you think you've got it right now, and you're settled, and, and that's that, or do you have any ideas of? Other
1: changes you might introduce? Yeah, I mean we're kind of a um, an organisation where we're always we always hunger for change and development and improvement. I mm. think it's really important uh, rather than just sitting thinking that something works and then that's it. So now we are we kind of always thinking what can it can it mm. be improved better or can so no, so it's mm. definitely when when we hear things or talk with people and they try it sometimes like, oh, it might be a good idea, so one area that I'm really kind of um looking to to see if we can improve is in terms of um um method of interviews how we can improve our uh-huh. interviews so yeah so i think those areas that we are kind of trying to to see if there is any other way of improving at the moment is just kind of people attending an in, a, an hour interview some will kind of do a presentation or will use case study mm. but um if there is ways i'm always open to to learning and, yeah. and suggestions and ideas to to try yeah
0: yeah, it's interesting, that part of our own recruitment process, we rethought the way we did interviews and it's had a dramatic effect yeah. on the quality of experience and and really helping us to actually come up with a person who seems to be a good fit yeah you know? um, yeah so uh, well good good luck with the the future plans now at the beginning i asked you just to tell us a bit about severe just to give us a context so people could understand and place the answers but let let me open it up a bit more now <laughs> and say What would you like to tell listeners about Severa UK? Uh, the floor is
1: yours. No, thank you. Um, Severe so is a really very small organization that we're trying mm. to make a difference in terms of a, a subject that very limited conversation about it. People are very scared to talk about these issues and it considered yes. very silent subject. But I think it's really important that people really challenge yes. those harmful practices and be able, so if they want to know more about, they can visit our uh, website, which is, www.severauk.co.uk dot and if Anybody who's or they can follow us in Twitter and Instagram or LinkedIn. Uh, we are at Severe UK. And mm-hmm. if anyone out there who may be at risk or need any help or even yes. just advice or, um, and not sure what these are, issued, they're welcome to kind of, um, you know, to contact us and our helpline is 0800 107 0726.
0: Thank you. And we've obviously put the website link and the helpline into the show notes. And I should say, as we're speaking, I have your website open on the screen on the About Us page. And I would say to listeners, the website is pleasantly uncluttered. It's not for both. It's very easy to, to navigate. So uh, encourage anyone to go and have a have a look at the website. So, Afra, you've given us a fantastic picture. Uh, I think, as I say, it it can't be easy staffing your organisation, getting the right types of people. And it, it's just fantastic to hear about the kind of things you've, you've tweaked, the things you've played around with and the kind of effect. And it's still del- delighted to hear it's actually had the effect we wanted so thank you ever so much I know you're a busy person as you said you've got a small staff and it's a massive task so I really appreciate you giving up the time to come and be interviewed today thank you
1: oh no thank you so much and thanks for having me
0: it's been a real pleasure thank you
1: thank you bye
0: this podcast is produced by Dr Bart Hallmark the music's by Harry Chalmers and the podcast is published by F.J. Wilson Talent Services. If you'd like to contact us about us, the services we offer, we offer recruitment services. We offer talent development services to help you develop the talent you already have on your staff. And we also offer coaching to help develop individuals if you'd like to contact us about our services you're of course very welcome to and the best way to do that is via our website which has a very easy uh, url it's simply all low fjwilson.com that's all one word fjwilson fjwilson.com hope to hear from you thank you for listening